The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this Tuesday morning, and uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down right on the right side of the page there, and you'll see us going. You can click and enlarge that if you would like to do so. You can also check out that live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim, my Periscope account at Setting Brush Fires, our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B. Dean Sons of Liberty. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com right there on the front page. And then DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. And finally, you can catch us on Spreely Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.Life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. If you'd like to call in at any time, please stick to the topic. We're going to talk about the corruption down in the state of Florida. I'm going to give you three examples of sheriffs down there and just how this corruption is playing out. And yeah, it goes right to the top, right in the governor's mansion uh, and with Florida Department of Law Enforcement. So if you guys are out there and you want to pass this along to some of those people there, I'm sure there's some good people in either one of them. Uh, but boy, I saw this coming a mile away more than a year ago when I started doing uh, my reports out of Florida on uh, Deanna Williams and Carmine Mercino. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So if you want to talk about that, you want to call in, give a comment, love to hear from you. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Okay, <clears throat> that's all the stuff out of the way. I know some people say, well, why do you bring all this stuff in? Well, I get it out there because the people in Radio Land do not see what's on the screen in front of you scrolling at the bottom, okay? So we, we promote that out there, okay? All right, so that's out of the way. A couple of weeks, well, actually it hasn't been a couple of weeks ago. How long has it been? This was back in July, so this has been, um, it's been almost two months because this was the first part of July. Yes, they are corrupt, Eric. Um, this has been almost two months that I played for you this video. Now, this was when all the BLM Antifa stuff was going on. I thought, uh, you know, I really appreciated the message that came out of here. And, um, I mean, it was it was really, really good. And I still stand behind the message that's there. Now, this is from Clay County Sheriff Daryl Daniels. Take a listen. 
soon as I bring him up. Hey folks, me and the men and women of the Clay County Sheriff's Office, which just want to weigh in on what we're seeing going on, played out across the media or mainstream media in this country. Look folks, don't fall victim to subjecting yourselves to this, this conversation that uh, law enforcement is bad, that law enforcement is the enemy of the citizens that we're sworn to protect and serve. We swore an oath. And in that oath, we swore to support, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States and the government. And that we're duly qualified under the state's Constitution to hold office. That is, for me as a sheriff, and for these men and women as deputy sheriffs, and we end that with, so help me God. But God is absent from the media's message or Black Lives Matter or any other uh, group out there that's, that's making themselves a spectacle, disrupting what we know to be our quality of life in this country. In Clay County, we have a great quality of life. We have a great relationship with our community, but across this country, not so much. I just wanted to take a stand with these men and with these women who feel the same way that I do. Lawlessness, that's unacceptable in this country. Lawlessness, that's unacceptable in Clay County. And if you threaten to come to Clay County and think that for one second that we'll bend our backs for you, you're sadly mistaken. I know what happens when lawlessness prevails. And in this day and time, God is raising up men and women, just like the folks you see standing behind me, who will have strong backbones and will stand in the gap between lawlessness and the good citizenry that we're sworn to protect and serve. So you can threat all you want. You can say, hey, let's go to Clay County or let's go to some other peaceful county where their problems don't exist or not so much like across this country where relationships are great and not strained and where the people support their sheriff and support the men and women who wear the uniform. And you'll have something waiting on you that you don't want. Yes, we'll protect your constitutional rights as long as you remain under the umbrella of peaceful protest or peaceful march. But the second that you step out from up under the protection of the Constitution, we'll be waiting on you. And we'll give you everything you want. All the publicity, all the pain, all the glamour and glory for all that five minutes will give you. Is it a threat? Absolutely not. But somebody has to step up in front of the camera and say, enough is enough. Tearing up Clay County, that's not gonna be acceptable. And if we can't handle you, you know what I'll do? I'll exercise the power and authority as a sheriff and I'll make special deputies of every lawful gun owner in this county. And I'll deputize them for this one purpose, to stand in the gap between lawlessness and civility. That's what we're sworn to do. And that's what we're gonna do. You've been warned. All right. So I played this um, for you guys back when I put out the article on this. And uh, I, I, to I completely agree with his statements and still agree with the statements. The statements are good. They're right. Um, and yet, we had news coming out of Florida that many of you haven't. Now, Eric has because he made mention of it in the chat. But we have... News that came out the middle of this month about Sheriff Daniels. This is from the AP. A Florida sheriff facing a primary contest within days was arrested Thursday following a sex scandal investigation at his previous job, authorities said. 
Now, again, I, I want you guys, just for a minute, okay, I want you guys to think about something. I don't care about the timing. I see stuff that comes out politically for the timing all the time. Everybody said this Bannon, Colfidge, the other two guys, you know, indictment is is time for that. Well, it may be. But they still had to get an indictment. It means they had to convince some other people. And here's here's the here's part of the thing. I go ahead and put it out there, okay? I know the federal government has a really high conviction rate. And a lot of that conviction rate is because they are engaged in Brady violations. You heard it the other week when we had um uh I forget who we had on who said it. We saw it in the in the Bundy trials. We saw it in the uh, the trials out in Oregon. In fact, the Bundy trial, they threw their cases out. They threw the case out because of the government's violations of law. Was anybody held accountable to that? Nope. Nope. In fact, when I asked about it, they said virtually no prosecutor, federal prosecutor, is ever held to account for breaking the law for withholding exculpatory evidence. I mean, isn't that amazing? They cover for their own agents of the state. Again, from the AP, Clay County Sheriff Daryl Daniels, the guy who was just speaking, turned himself into the jail in nearby Jacksonville on a felony charge of tampering with evidence and three misdemeanor counts of giving false information to law enforcement. The Florida Times Union reported, he was expected to be released without bond after being processed. Daniels previously worked at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office Jails Director. He was elected Sheriff of Clay County, just southwest of Jacksonville, in 2016. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement, who apparently to their own records only spent one day investigating the guy I'm going to get to at the end here, or in a little bit, um, it's just incredible. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement confirmed an internal investigation last year into a corrections officer who had been Daniel's mistress while he was her supervisor. Officials said Daniels had tried to get the woman arrested in May 2019 on stalking allegations and investigators told prosecutors there wasn't enough evidence. The woman resigned while under investigation for misconduct claims. Hmm. Wonder who brought that. Daniel's attorney Matt Kashergus, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct correctly, K-A-C-H-E-R-G-U-S, told the Times Union that the timing of the arrest seems suspicious in light of a primary election schedule for Tuesday. Well, look, I agree. I agree it does. The woman resigned while under investigation for misconduct claims. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I read that again. Daniels remains on the Tuesday ballot where he faces six Republican challengers. How much, <laughs> what, what kind of uh, uh, thing he's going to get here? What do you think about that? It would appear that the timing of this is designed to influence the outcome of that election. Yeah, I would say so because FDLE, uh, there's no doubt in my mind they're as corrupt as the day is long. Um, and they are a political weapon. They are. There's no question. And I'm going to show you why in just a little bit. Um, he had only learned two days ago, this was at the time this was written, that prosecutors planned to file charges. To avoid a conflict of interest, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Okay, this guy's corrupt too. I know you people down there think that he's flying straight as an arrow, but I'm going to show you different. 
I signed the case to the state attorney's office in Ocala, which does not handle Clay County or Jacksonville cases. The governor has the authority to suspend local elected officials charged with felonies, though no suspension has been issued Thursday night. Now, that's for, for Mr. Daniels. And I guess we're going to find out stuff as it comes out, but um, at least this is the case that he has been charged with these things, okay? Again, I liked what the guy said at the first there. Sounded good, didn't it? And could this be a setup for Mr. Daniels? Sure, it could be. It could be. And then there's also the issue to where you just happen to have this mistress, alleged mistress, um, that he's wanting to have arrested. She is also under some kind of investigation while she's still working there. All right, so some of this sounds a little, I don't know, suspicious to me beyond the timing. It sounds suspicious to me about the conduct here. Again, the man's innocent until proven guilty, but still, um, I haven't seen any of the documents that these guys have. Uh, I would need to pull a whole lot of stuff on that, and I just haven't had the time because this hasn't been a place where I've been looking into things, okay? Now, with that said, I want to take you over and remind you that Governor DeSantis took, and he... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that may be true, Rebecca. That may be true. Not a mistress, a tramp. Uh, I don't know the lady, so I can't really speak. And I don't even know if, I mean, if is telling you something, I don't even know that you can believe it anymore. Uh, with the reports I've seen them file in, under the quote-unquote investigations of Carmine Mercia, which they haven't investigated him squat. And that's been pretty clear. And I'll show you a couple of guys who have the experience who will who who demonstrate that, Okay. All right, so we've got Sheriff Scott Israel. Now, look, I have no affinity for uh, Scott Israel. I think he's a he's a corrupt sheriff. I do, I, I do, I really do. But here we have Ron DeSantis again, jumping in, overthrowing the elections of the people over the Parkland shooting stuff. Okay. And then he puts in this Gregory Tony, and this guy has his own list of dirty laundry. Um, I'll have to pull that up here in just a minute, and I'll show you. Um, yeah, I, I know they've swapped that around, Matthew. You're guilty until proven, until you prove your innocence. I know, I know. We pervert justice in America like nobody's business. We really have begun to do that. Here's Governor DeSantis. Now, this was back in January of 2019. And again, this is overthrow. Sheriff Israel had not committed a crime for what he's being suspended for. You need to understand that. So DeSantis turns this into a political opportunity, and he overthrows the, the people of Broward County's election, elect, uh, their vote, which, by the way, uh, from what I understand, Scott Israel is running for sheriff again. So how do you like them apples, Governor DeSantis? Uh, It's just, it's incredible. But he removed him from office, replacing him after 10 months of turmoil. 10 months of turmoil. Not crimes, but turmoil. Scott Israel was not on site there. Um, there Was there a problem with how that went down, down there in Parkland? Well, yeah. um, The word came from all the way up to the White House. Um, Don't, don't. Don't make arrests with these kids and this, that, and the other. And there was a long string, like 40-something times, the sheriff's department had been called out to the kid's house. What was his name? Cruz. Uh, Cruz. 
Nicholas Cruz, I believe it was the name, of the kid who's supposed to be the shooter there. And yet they came out there. There were several times where the kid had assaulted teachers, students, made threats. He had been in a um, place dealing with psychiatrics and stuff along with his brother, and they did nothing. And this is what led to the famous statement by President Trump to say, we take the guns first, due process second. (laughs) Ignore that old Fifth Amendment. We don't need that. I know what's best. Take the guns first. We got to deal with this crazy man down there. Well, if they had dealt with the crazy man by bringing the law to bear on his crimes beforehand, there would be no need for President Trump to have said such a thing. Okay? So anyway, he was removed. Okay? That's uh, Sheriff Scott Israel. He was removed, and DeSantis said, I have no interest in dancing around, or excuse me, dancing on Scott Israel's political grave. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. But suffice it to say, the massacre might never have happened had Broward had better leadership in the sheriff's department. Well, Mr. DeSantis, maybe some of the corruption going on down in Lee County would have never happened if Florida would have had better leadership. Huh? We can tack that onto you, too. That's not a cause for overturning the election. All right? And I'll guarantee you, Sheriff Scott Israel running, he'll probably win. Be right back in office. But, of course, Governor DeSantis gets a little high fives for his political move to remove him. Now, <clears throat> I say all this because last year, I think it was around February or so, I began to cover a story down in Florida. There was a young lady named uh, Deanna Williams, and she was involved in a court case. And down there, it was fascinating to me what was going on, because I said, I just you couldn't write this story for a movie or a book. I mean, you just it's pretty incredible. And some of you followed some of that reporting, and it's still available at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Just put in Deanna Williams or put in Carmine Mercino, and you'll find out all the stuff. And you, if you put in Carmine Mercino, I think you'll get the latest article. If you'll click that, all of the links are at the very bottom. There's a bunch of them on all the reports we did, all the documentation. I'm going to give you some of those today. What I'm saying is, is you've got a what seems to be a conservative sheriff in a conservative county. And I'm not talking about like Southwest Florida where they don't know they just they don't know who they are down there. I mean, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to get ahead of myself if I don't if I don't stick here. But we have that. Then, in May of this year, okay, in May of this year, we found out that Sheriff Scott Israel did commit a crime. He lied on his FDLE application. That's right. Was he removed for that? No. He, he wasn't. He wasn't removed for that. In fact, um, he, there was something else. In fact, let me, let me, um, let me see if I can... Uh, I want to pull this up because I think it's important to show. When Ron DeSantis removed... Um, and you'll have to... Well, I'll have to apologize because... Look, this comes from... I don't... Yeah... I, you know, I'm not going to show the pictures because they're just, 
I was going to say, just be careful of Daily Mail, but <clears throat> the link will be in there, okay, um, for this guy, uh, Gregory Tony, that Ron DeSantis put in place of um, Scott Israel, okay? And so one of the interesting things is, is this this is the clean this is the clean version okay this is uh, Gregory Tony and his wife okay and they were caught in another one that I'm not going to show you if you want to see it the link will be up okay um, in sort of a swingers thing down there in Miami okay this is this is the person that Ron DeSantis thought would be a good leadership person in Broward County this guy okay. Yeah. Anyway, so what we had going on is when that ha- when um, the issue of Scott Israel and him lying on the FDLE Epic application, we're told out of the Floridian Press this: Israel's now running in the 2020 presidential cycle to win back his seat in Broward, being steadfast in his belief that he was wrongfully fired, and I think he was. Look, I don't again. I, <laughs> Isn't my political party, isn't my political candidate, any of that stuff, isn't even my state. But I I think it was wrong. In just the past couple of weeks, Sheriff Gregory Tony, the guy I just showed you who was messing around with his wife in a swingers club. Tony's past has come to surface. A move, excuse me. Ah, I lost my place there. A move that many believe Israel has orchestrated to diminish Tony and what is proving to be a very contentious Democratic primary race. Oh, yeah, he orchestrated it. Okay, well, but the guy's doing, he's clearly in the pictures, all right? <clears throat> the most poignant accusations made against Tony in the media is that he failed to disclose on a Coral Springs Police Department employment application his involvement in a shooting incident that occurred when he was a 14-year-old minor. Tony was found innocent after witness testimony It has also been reported that Tony omitted uh, past drug experimentations in another job application. Now, from former Lee County County Sheriff Rod Shope and others, if you are somebody applying for the sheriff's office in Florida and you've had any kind of interaction with drug use, usually that's a red flag. No, we're not going to hire you. It doesn't matter how long it is. It's been. I mean, usually that's a thing that they, they frown upon. Okay, But now it appears that Israel himself has failed to disclose information deemed relevant of his prior law enforcement employment application. On a 2004 FDLE application, Israel responded no to the question, ever been a plaintiff or defendant in a court action, include any liens, lawsuit, bankruptcy, domestic violence, injunctions, etc. The FDLE application further asked, ever been a plaintiff or defendant in a court action? Same things. And you can see, we've got the image up here at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You will be able to see that, indeed, he did say no. And Scott signed the application, which, again, I learned in the reports that I did. These applications for police work are like you putting your hand on the Bible and taking an oath. I mean, you, you he's committed perjury, Okay. He agrees, this is what it says where he signed, I agree to the conditions and I hereby certify that all statements made by me on this application are true and 
complete. And then you see where that where this is, okay? Uh, and we show you that. Scott, however, did indeed have prior liens against him. In 1990, Israel was subject to a claim of lien of $975 paced by the Tree Garden Condominium Association for an unpaid assessment. More substantially, in 1993, a $48,295 lien was levied against Israel by Glendale Federal Bank in a foreclosure judgment. In addition to the liens, Scott was listed as a defendant in six additional cases, which he absolutely should have disclosed on his FDLE application. They are as follows, and we list those down there. While many of these cases were ultimately dismissed, FDLE requires applicants to disclose all cases because they're supposed to do the background work on that. That's that's the whole point. Scott failed to do so. And uh, Scott Israel, if he is behind the accusations against Tony, should heed the advice of the old proverb, those who live in a glass house should not throw stones. From the looks of it, Israel is living in a house made of thin, weak glass. Well, of course he is, but so is Tony. <laughs> it, it works both ways here, folks. And then I point out the fact that here's FDLE with this, okay? He, he's lied on his application. He's committed perjury. And what does FDLE do? Nothing. It's not a problem. Because he's not in office here. You see what you see how that works? They're not doing anything about it. Not doing a thing about it. And this brings me to several instances of what I actually reported on. And that's Lee County Sheriff Carmine Mercino. Now he won a Republican primary, I think it was last Tuesday week ago. And, you know, I wanted to bring the candidate who was running against him on, but his advisors said, we don't want to go negative. Well, when you have the goods on somebody that's committing a crime in the office of sheriff, and you don't want to talk about that, and you don't want to bring that up, even though you're one who dug up a lot of the paperwork, that's problematic, folks. You're running for sheriff, for goodness sake. Your job is going to be dealing with criminals and exposing them, bringing them to justice, helping to bring them to justice. And if you're not willing to get out there, that's not a negative campaign. That's a very positive one. It should reinforce confidence because people want justice. Except some people in Southwest Florida, they're just happy to have deputy dogs and a clean-shaven guy, a little man, to come out and schmooze them while he's committing crimes all over the place. Okay? Uh, let me give you a couple of instances before I get into Carmine Mercino. We did an article back in February of this year. Apparently, the governor, Governor DeSantis, can get FDLE and state attorneys to investigate and arrest a former assistant state attorney for the same thing, the very same thing, that they whitewashed for Lee County Sheriff Carmine Mercino. Uh, this Juan Mercado, he was booked into Miami-Dade jail after officers from the police department acted on a warrant on his arrest on bribery charges. An investigation by Florida by FDLE, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, found uh, Mercado engaged in a sexual relationship with a woman in exchange for helping her with a domestic battery case. Does that sound familiar to anybody following any of my reporting? 
This is almost exactly, identically, what Carmine Mercino was engaged in with Miss Williams. He sought her out. She was already dealing with somebody at the at the Lee County Sheriff's Office. She was bringing documentations in. She caught his eye. He began to go and to pursue her on Facebook after he saw her. Oh, I just happened to work at, at, the, at, the, um, at the Lee County Sheriff's Office. Why don't you come on by and I'll help you out with this. I hate to see, boy, I really hate to see this kind of thing. I'm so sympathetic. This is what he did to Miss Williams. And FDLE got this state this assistant state attorney. They got him for that kind of thing. And within I think it was just a couple of days, Marcino is trying to get Miss Williams into a sexually compromised position, which he does. She's desperate to have somebody help her with her case. She had $200,000 stolen from her from her attorney. And then later she had another $200,000 taken from her. And this isn't all. This Republican pro-life sheriff gets her pregnant. They're not married. And when she tells him about it, he says, oh, you can't, you, you can't, um, you just can't make this stuff up. And yet pro-life, quote-unquote, pro-life people in Southwest Florida, Republicans, back this guy. When the texts are readily available where he was more concerned about his career than he was the life of that child, a child he helped make. This is what the people of Southwest Florida and Lee County just voted in overwhelmingly in a Republican primary last week. You want to see what the problem is? The problem isn't the Democrats. We know what they are. The problem is the people who say they're conservative, constitutionalist, Christian, pro-life, all this, and they do, they act completely different than what their label is. You know what I mean? They act completely different than what they say they are. Here's another one. And again, this has been pointed out before with uh, Morsino. Because he's, he's a guy who's up for election here, folks. He's never been elected. He was appointed by Rick Scott, uh, not Rick Scott, um, the former Governor Scott, out of Florida, who's now Senator Scott. And so Carmine Mercino has never been elected. He was just stuck in there. And if you go back through the history, if you read all the articles, you'll wonder, like, how did this guy get in there? I mean, let me let me put it to you this way. Um, he's been brought before the Ethics Commission. We had Rod Shope on after that went down, and we know that was a scam. We know they set that whole thing up, which tells me that the Ethics Commission is just as crooked and criminal and, and corrupt as FDLE. Okay? And you can, I'll have that in the archive, too, where you can hear what Rod Shope said when he went in between the attorney representing Marcino and the investigator for the Ethics Committee. They were just good old buddies. They already knew the outcome before they went in there and the vote was heard. 
okay? It's the good old boy network down there. Now, let me give you a couple of things here. I told you about the lies that, um, that were told here beforehand with Scott Israel, right? Well, we came to find out, and this was in November of last year, that Carmine Mercino was not recommended to be hired at a previous sheriff's office. That was at Collier County Sheriff's Office. And why was that? Well, there were several instances as to why that was. For instance, Marcino failed to list all of his past employment history, as well as several controlled substances used, such as steroids. Now, that's I'm going to tell you, um, just to be very transparent, decades ago, when I used to be involved in the lifestyle I was in, I sold those things. Okay, This was decades ago. And I saw how it changed some of my friends who got it. I mean, you're talking about having a short fuse. Those things will give it to you right there. They'll, they'll give it to you. As far as I'm concerned, anybody in law enforcement taking steroids need, needs to be removed. I, I'm just... You can't trust what those things do to people. I mean, they mess with you, okay? But there's, there's what he had. That was one of the things, um, the, the use of steroids. I think he also had an issue of marijuana, I believe, um, if, I re- if I recall correctly. And then, and which you know what I think about that. It's a plant, I, whatever. Uh, but the steroids is something completely different. Now, when you have an issue here, it's not just that. He was leaving out entire jobs from his previous employment. Now, one has to ask, why were you leaving out a bunch of jobs? And one in particular was very uh, concerning that he did list called CM Production. Now, his father is also uh, Carmine Mercino. He's a senior, uh, former little uh, minor league baseball. And so he, he said he worked for his dad for 600 bucks a week. 600 bucks a week. Now, this was, I don't know if this was early to, no, it wasn't early to, it was in the 90s. So that was good money back then, okay? He left the 600 bucks a week working for Pops to go down there, to go down and work for 400 bucks as a police officer. Now, I don't understand that, but okay. That's what went on. And some of the questions that have come up, and I haven't even been able to run it down, was what was CM? Productions. Within the state of New York, there's a high-quality porn production site called CM Productions. It's on the other side of the state where his address is, but the address he gave for the business looks like a duplex in New York. That's what it looks like. It doesn't look like a place of business unless he's running something out of his house, which is possible, or... It could be like Miss Williams said, where he wasn't doing anything and he was living off pops. And she said that before we found out the information on this, by the way, in the interviews that I conducted with her. What's interesting about his lies here is that after a background check was performed, the status for his hiring was listed as not recommended, meaning whatever was per, uh, whoever was performing the background check believed he was not worthy of being hired. And that's probably because it's dishonesty more than it was the steroid use or the leaving off the, the other places. Okay? So somebody points that out, and you can check out these documents here. 
They're all available on sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'm not telling you something that I don't know is not true. This is what they were. All right? Then you can go up and you can see his applications. I mean, we pulled the applications. We showed that he left off stuff, that he didn't mark things like he had he had completed the year that was required of full-time work outside the state of Florida when he was coming in because the state of Florida requires that if you're going to become a police officer in that state, and by the way, he was not sheriff at the time, when you come into the state from out of state, and he came from Suffolk County in New York, when you come into the state, you have had to have 12 months of full-time work, that's 40 hours or more, before you can skip the police academy in Florida. We have the documents. You can see them at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can add them up. And by the way, that took into account the fact that that 12 months took into account the fact that if he wanted to take some vacation time or personal time or things like this, that he could do that because that 12 months had to fit within an 18-month time frame. That's part of the law. That's Florida law. And yet... When FDLE was confronted with actual documents, do you know what they did? Uh, we, you know, this is a local matter. Uh, we don't care about that. We just follow the thing that the local people do. Okay, you've got a crime going on. You have a guy who is impersonating a police officer by your own laws because he didn't meet that standard. And you say it's a local matter when you're given documentation? Oh, well, we investigated that. Yeah, you investigated squat. You ought to read. Oh, we find nothing to to investigate here. That's what they said after the preliminary investigation. When the documents spelled it out, this guy didn't even have 12 months of full-time service at the Suffolk County Police Department after, I don't know what it was, three or five years. He didn't even have 12 full months. He had like 20 weeks the first time he was up there and 20 weeks the second time he was up there. That's it. That's over a period of like five years. But it gets worse because Marcino was a guy who, or is a guy, who lied about his education too. I mean... Again, you can't make this stuff up. Now, I took and um, I was reading an article at uh, the propaganda outlet down there. It's done by USA Today. And I forget the, the name of the, uh, the outlet, the specific outlet that it was. But I read their story on Marcino. And I know they had this big picture up there and he's talking about knowing Shaquille O'Neal and all these other people, which, by the way, we put some pictures up there with him and Donald Trump. Lately, Donald Trump, I think, came down to Florida. Guess who put who put himself right behind Donald Trump? That's right. Little Carmine Mercino stuck himself right behind Donald Trump with all the sheriffs, the other sheriffs, including Daniels that we talked about earlier. All of that was going on, and yet Mercino was lying to the public about his education. In this particular article, and it was in another article as well, he had said he was on track for a bachelor's degree 
in criminal justice. It was interesting to me because, you know, when you go into some of these people's offices, they have their certifications, their lambskins, all this other stuff hanging on the wall, right? I mean, they're proud of it because they put forth their requisite work. None of that was on Carmine's wall. So it kind of struck me. So I went uh, to where they sat. He went to school. I called up and they said, well, he was registered here on this date, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, well, I don't even want to get into that because it's been so long since I've done it. But he he had been there and I said, well, how long did he take classes or how long was he registered for? For three months. But he's on track to get a bachelor's degree. And this is what the people of Lee County are voting in. A liar, a man who abuses his office, a what it should be a fe- he's documented as a felon whether they convicted him or not and you say well Tim didn't you just talk about innocent until proven guilty I'm proving the guilt by the documents I'm not just making accusations these are the documents that are there you saw FDLE let him off the hook this is my whole point the corruption that exists in that organization has to be tremendous when the documentation is overwhelming. Not only that, I went back and pulled from the National Clearinghouse that demonstrated he was only there for three three months. This is in a, a college down there in, in Florida. Then I went back further, and I said, hmm, okay, so he obviously had some schooling when he was in Suffolk County, and I pulled those records too. Do you know what I found out? The guy had been going to school, I believe it was, and I'll, I'll pull this up for the, from the links as well. I believe it was he had been going to school, to, to college, to university, for 12 years and had not even gotten an associate's degree. Did you hear that? And he's lying to the public. He's lying to the public so much that he put it on the Lee County Sheriff's office website as far as i know it's still on the website and now if a politician did that and look sheriffs are politicians they're the chief law enforcement officer in the county i get that but they are politicians you don't have to be a police officer to be a sheriff all you got to do is get the votes He's got it on he's using the website to lie to the people, to defraud them. He's been doing it since he's been sheriff there. And yet the people remain silent and they say, Oh, he's a great guy. He's got little doggies out there. He's really brought crime under control. You people have your head in the sand. That's what you do. He's the instigator of it. And I got to tell you, uh, I think if we were probably to dig a little deeper, we might find some really nasty stuff. But I'm, I'm hoping there are some people down there who are going to do that, some reporters, because as far as I know, there's only about two of them down there who've even attempted to unmask what is going on here. All right? That's Jane Monreal at uh, Fox 4 and uh, Devin Patel down there at Naples Daily News. And... Again, over and over and over, the documents have been have been proven to be true 
And then we get to the issue where, you know, he says, I want to help Miss Williams. And over and over again, we've seen either incompetence or a specific tactic to go after her. So let me play for you this little deal here. This is after, okay, she had already taken documents. She was dealing with somebody at um, the Lee County Sheriff's Office. She was bringing the documents in there. I believe the guy's name was Sergeant Dugan. I've spoken with Sergeant Dugan, nice guy. And I've seen his inner office emails with the guys concerning what was going on. And Dugan, at least to his credit, understood what was going on, that there was a crime that had taken place and they needed to know where the money that she had, $200,000, was, I mean, <laughs> he, he saw it for what it was. These guys, the other guys in the office, they had no clue. They're, they just want to get rid of her. So she gets documents into the sheriff's office at the request of Marcino, who's the undersheriff at this time, not the sheriff. This is a voicemail. This is his own mouth. This is a voicemail that he left with Miss Williams after she um, provided him those documents. Listen to this. Well, I'm trying to get it. Uh, okay, well, it's I, I don't know why the audio isn't going. Okay, maybe it's here. Okay, here. Let's see. Hey, how are you? Sorry, we just landed on the... Uh runway at Miami Airport. I just want to let you know I apologize for the lost documents from Union and uh, as soon as I get back, uh, not this evening because I'll be attending that service downtown for the police officer that was shot, but um, tomorrow I will be back in and uh, I will absolutely be on top of that and we'll find out what exactly is going on. Uh, I appreciate your patience with this and again, I'm sorry you keep going through this. I'll do anything I can to help. Thank you. All right, so this is the guy who Lee County is prepared to elect to office as sheriff. A guy who can't even keep up with documents while he's chasing skirts. And that's what he's doing. And it's even it's even more telling. Uh, there was a a guy by the name of Lee Bouchong, he's a, he's a professor, he's a, a doctor, he's got a doctorate. And he used to work at Lee County Sheriff's Office. And he sent a letter off in October last year. We had him on the show, I think twice, to kind of go over a lot of this stuff that he was doing, which was basically what, what I had done with documents, except he's a lot more understanding of all the ins and outs. He created a timeline of how Marcino did what he did and how he did it, um, submitted that to the governor's office. And to FDLE. And they poo-pooed it. They tanked it. And yet, Dr. Bashong laid it out perfectly what was going on. This is, uh, this is one of the timelines that he had. He shows exactly what the man did. Year to year. And he went on to provide the information in an 84-page letter here to the governor, to the commissioner, to the attorney general. 84 pages of documentation of the crime 
that Marcina was doing, and that was impersonating a police officer. That carries five years. This guy was doing it every day for roughly 15 or 16 years. Every time he put on the uniform, every time he put on the badge, every time he wore his gun with it, he was impersonating a police officer. That's a lot of felony charges. By the way, years ago, there was another man, another man in Lee County Sheriff's Office who had a job there, and he had a nasty divorce with his wife. And his wife came forward and said, oh, yeah, by the way, when he submitted his W-2 forms to you guys, um, he falsified them. Do you know what the guy had done? He had worked at McDonald's, and then he worked at the police department, and he superimposed the McDonald's where he worked full-time onto his W-2 for, I mean, he was committing fraud. And they were going to bust him. I don't remember if the guy fled the state, but uh, former Sheriff Rod Shope had told me about the story, and so had another two guys that I got information from down there who used to work at the sheriff's office. Not Carmine Mercino. They've got him in as sheriff. A guy who falsified documents. He committed fraud against the people of Florida. Now, there's a bunch. I mean, there's just a bunch that I've written on, okay? But now we've got all kinds of other things, and let me show you what this is. We've got Marcino spending the people's money like it's going out of style on all kinds of things. He's firing long-term employees or giving them a way out, and then he's bringing in all these people he's got to pay off. One of them was a former FBI agent who was charged with uh, investigating Marcino and the former Sheriff Scott, who Marcino worked with and worked for, who recommended him for the office, he gave him a six-figure job after the guy said, oh, we don't, we don't see anything. There's nothing to look at here. Sounds like FDLE. And then we've got somebody dying in jail. Again, this comes from former Sheriff, uh, Lee County Sheriff Rod Shope. Here's the things that he points out. After hearing about an inmate dying in the jail, I wanted to bring more clarity to the situation. I spoke to a friend who said, the inmate murdered a person and was sentenced to state prison. A few days prior to the transport to prison, he attempted suicide and hung himself. None of the other inmates reported it, so the inmate was found sometime later. The deceased was transported to the morgue where a death investigation is being conducted by the medical examiner, the prosecutor's office, and law enforcement. Nothing really out of the ordinary except the following. It is a standard procedure to notify the public when a death of an uh, in-custody inmate occurs. Why didn't that happen? Hmm, Why didn't it happen? The jail has surveillance cameras covering all inmate-occupied spaces. Where is the video? Probably alongside Jeffrey Epstein's. I had an in-custody death in, 2000 to, in 2004. Not an uncommon thing. My opponent at the time went immediately to the news to say that as soon as he becomes sheriff, he'll make certain there are no vacant areas that inmates occupy. That was 15 years ago. Where is the video? One might say the video is part of the investigation and cannot be released. I could respond to that and say, you didn't put out a press release and we are suspicious. Fox 4 learns about it. I have to believe the other news agencies were also notified, but didn't cover it. Keep in mind that the other news agencies are bastions for Marcino campaign headquarters. They are. They got hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising. They wouldn't even cover the actual facts and documents that we provided to them. And I know because I sent it to all of them. 
Why are you guys not covering this? Fox 4 was the only one that picked it up and did something with it. And by the way, I heard that it was sort of unusual, the report that Jane Monreal did, of almost nearly 10 minutes of reporting on that. It was, it was really great. That means he didn't want them to tell you, but he must have forgotten to tell Fox. Hmm. The jail commander is a well-trained and experienced professional. He has dealt with this numbers of times and would have put the release out. So would the commander's supervisors. Someone, Marcino, who outranks them, had to tell them not to send a release. Here's what's really weird. For some reason, we were told he was in custody of the state prison. When contacted, the prison said they did not have him. All the time, the inmate was at the morgue. Hmm, your guess is as good as mine, but it adds to the mess. The conclusion, only my opinion, says Shope. Marcino does not want you to know. This smells. It has to be murder, a cover-up, or just a mess made by the interim appointed sheriff who simply has no clue what he's doing. It really could be any of the three, but it is the last one for certain. Former Lee County Sheriff Rod Schott. And folks, I, the reason I bring this up is in the state. I'm not even in the state of Florida. I have family down there. But the fact of the matter is, the people down there, this is what I've talked about over and over and over, and you guys know it's true. The issue is the law. It's not your political party. And the stuff I see coming out of Southwest Florida Republicans, they might as well call themselves Democrats. They might as well just take their mask off too. I don't think these people know what their party is supposed to even stand for. They're supposed to stand for the Constitution. They're supposed to stand for lawfulness. They're supposed to stand for justice and righteousness. Does it sound like that's what's going on down there in Florida? Doesn't sound like it to me. And again, I was born on a day. It wasn't yesterday. But it doesn't take much to convince me that something's going on down there. And you have other guys being pulled out of their office while this guy sits in his. Now, you explain that to me, Governor DeSantis, Attorney General Ashley Moody. The next woman this guy abuses with his office, the, the money that's being spent at taxpayers' expense, unlawfully in many cases, the deaths that are occurring, all on your head, because you know it. All of it's on your head. And here's the thing, before we go, we're going to have another guy come on, and he's going to talk about what went on down there in Lee County. As soon as we can get him scheduled, we're going to do that. Uh, 23 hours will be back with you. Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Lynn's got some stuff for you, so we'll see you then.